So, so kind to me. 
There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, Listen, while David's singing that song, that last song, there's a lot of people here that can sing that song, but there's a lot of people in here right now that want to believe God loved you that much. Listen to me. He loves you that much. He will, he will climb a mountain. He, he'll, listen to me. He loves you that much. And when you sing this song, this is not just a song we're just, we're, we're just singing. There's people around you right now, and we're going for it. They need to know the love of God. They've never experienced that kind of reckless love of God. My Bible says in Psalms 139 when I was reading it, it said that he knows everything about you. He knows when you lie down and when you get up. Listen to me. I got a word for somebody here today. You're no surprise to God. You're no surprise to God. He loves you. And he's coming after you. His reckless love is coming after you. So when we sing this, let's go for it because he loves you. So if you don't know it, receive it today. Receive it today. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Yeah. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain. 
Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise him a minute here this morning. Can we? Isn't he great? Just before we continue, let's put our giving declaration up. Let's say it out loud together, can we? On the count of three, one, two, three. In worship, we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, knowing every good and perfect gift comes from him. Therefore, we joyfully and cheerfully bring our tithes and offerings as an act of worship in great expectation that His mercy, grace, and blessings will be poured out upon our lives. We declare the heavens are open over us, God's provision surrounds us, and His awesome power sustains us. We boldly declare that we do not lack 
We will walk in the abundance of the Lord and see all his promises fulfilled in our lives. Hallelujah and amen. I believe that, don't you? Now listen, if you've been around Word Alive at uh, long, you'll know normally at this point of the service, we kind of pause and we kind of hug each other and, you know, just greet each other a little bit. I'd like for us to be a little more uh, intentional about it uh, in this season, especially that they're in. The Bible actually says when you greet each other, release the peace, right? Give peace to one another. And there's, there's something powerful in releasing peace. That means we're at peace with God, we're at peace with each other, we're at peace within ourselves. And so today when you find somebody in greet, won't you just shake their hand, hug their neck, whatever they're comfortable with, smooch them if they'll let you, and just tell them, because the Bible says greet each other with a kiss of peace actually, but can you just find somebody today and just say peace to you today, my brother or my sister, in the name of Jesus. Come on, greet somebody with peace today. Well, good morning, everybody. Can you let Davey and them know how much we enjoyed that worship today? Isn't that great? We wanted to do something else this morning, if you don't mind. Uh, if I'd like for um, Byron and Tasha. Is Tasha with you or is uh, she with the kids this morning? Byron. Dee, will you and Talita, will you come up here with me, please? Dee and Talita Borders and Dale and Kay Cash and um, Jeff and Danlin. Just come up front here with me, right here in front, it'll be fine. These, the, the, huh? These are all good people. That is exactly right. And so these guys are, are, are right now, we're really moving forward with a lot of youth stuff. Uh, Byron Medellin and his wife, Tasha, they have four children, by the way. That's probably where she is this morning. But uh, they, uh, uh, they're, they're stepped in and they're helping us with our senior high students, Jeff and Danlin, with our junior high students. And these guys, of course, you know, Dale and Kay and Dee and Talia, they got here before I did, I think, when the church started. Uh, they, these guys are actually hosting houses of light for youth, and uh, our our dream our our dream and goal here at Word Alive in this season is to have a house of light in every city in our surrounding area, so youth has a place that they know they can go to, be ministered to, empowered, and equipped. Uh, for what God's doing in this season so that every local community, not just a big group here at the church, but every local community has a house of light that youth can connect to and be a part of in this season because we believe God's ready to do something very significant. So if you would like to host a house of light or you have a student that would like to get involved in this ministry, please see some of this crew here today because we want to make sure as you get started back to school that we get to connect with you, all right? Secondly, uh, next Friday and Saturday, we're hosting a fire school here 
for our youth. You say, what in the world's a fire school about? Well, we believe in the fire of the Holy Ghost, right, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to empower our students and get them ready uh, for this school season that they're about to enter to, equipping them with the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. We're not, you know, we'll have a great time, and we love to hang out with youth and have a great time, but we also know God wants to equip them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the things of God in this season in their life. And so it's going to be a, a very intensive fire school where we activate you, empower you uh, for this upcoming season, spiritually speaking, and with the principles of the kingdom of God. So it's Friday and Saturday this coming weekend, and it, it'll really be a very exciting time. Today, we wanted all the students that are in our service, if you're a junior high or senior high student, would you stand up, please, so we can just, just see you real quick. Junior high, senior high students all over our congregation, would you stand up this morning so we can, we can welcome you. We there's some in the balcony as well. Just keep standing just for a minute. We just wanted to, we know you're about to start school this year, and we just want to just pray over you if that's okay today, and just ask the Lord to be with you as you step into another uh, season of school and just pray that God would give you the right connections, give you, give you the right connections to teachers and mentors and educators, the right connections to friends uh, and relationships, and that the Holy Spirit would just lead you and guide you and make you very successful this year in your studies in school. So would you just all, we as leaders, stretch our hands to you from here, and then in the congregation, if you just made to reach up and just touch their arm or touch their back, we just want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus today, we pray for all the students in our congregation that are moving into this next season. Lord, we just really believe that they're going to grow in statue and favor with God and with man. Lord, we just thank you that you're going to empower them, equip them. Lord, you're going to educate them, not just with education, but whatever their purpose is, whatever their destiny is. Lord, we thank you that you'll begin to send them the right connections, the right mentors, the right people into their lives, the right relationships and friendships that will awaken and call out their purpose and their destiny in this season, Lord. So we just bless them today, and we thank you, Lord, that while they were still in their mother's wombs, you called them and you ordained them and you set them aside and you wrote a book about them of all their days of purpose that they would live out on the earth. So we say surround them with your grace, surround them with your favor, surround them with your protection and surround them with your goodness. And above all, may they have encounters with the Holy Spirit that they, that they just really, that they right now begin to know that they know that they know who the Lord is and what you want to do in their lives. So we bless them this year and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement said... Amen. Would you stretch your hands toward these leaders? Lord, we just pray over these leaders in this season that you would use them to empower and equip the students in our church, Lord, for their purpose and their destiny. Lord, raise up houses of light. Lord, we pray that prayer in every city, Lord, where, where youth and children are gathered and students are ready to gather for your kingdom purposes. Bring more into our, into our realm. The harvest is white, Lord, and so we know you need laborers in this season. Speak to individuals in this season that you're that you're talking to about hosting a house of light to move and to flow with the Holy Spirit in this season in students' life. And so, Lord, we just believe for a great year, and we honor you for it, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said amen. Thank you guys very, very much. We're going to ask these leaders to be out in the connection just for a few moments after uh, service, if you don't mind, so that we can... Uh, you can take a minute and say hello to them and find out more about what's going on or more about the fire school, especially if you want your student to, uh, to be a part of that. Uh, another announcement I'd like to make today, uh, James Patio, good to see you back. He just drove his mom to back, back to Louisiana this week. 
Got my patio approved socks on again today, James. Yeah. Jacqueline had told me I need to up my game on my socks before she said them black nylons didn't get the job done anymore. So I've got fancy socks I wear every Sunday now in Dr. Patio's honor. One of the last thing, the, the last time I saw Jacqueline was uh, we had a, a lunch meeting and her and James drove off and she made him come back. Remember that, James? Made you turn the car around and come back. And she said, listen to me. You know how she would like to say that. She said, listen to me. God, what God's doing in Word Alive in this season, you can't replicate it. So she said, I, I, I'm prophesying to you, Kent. This isn't me. I'm prophesying in this season. You need to continue for a season of just having one service. Because God wants to visit the church in a new and supernatural way. And there needs to be a synergy surrounding that. And that's the last thing she spoke to me. And it was a prophetic word. And so... In honor of that uh, and that word and believing in that word, uh, instead of going immediately back to two services as we normally do in August, we're going to stick with just one 10 a.m. service for this season. And uh, see, we don't know how long that will last, but as long as the Lord leads us in that, because we just want to be obedient to what we believe the Lord is saying and prophesying to us in this season. And it may be a little inconvenient with parking and that kind of stuff, but we'll do all we can on our side to make it as convenient as possible. We just want to do what the Lord wants us to do in this season. And is that all right with everybody? And so, so okay, <laughs> good. So we'll con- we're going to continue along that vein then, you know, at least till the head of the, head of the new biblical year, and then we'll see where we get, get after that. But thank you for your prayers, and uh, thank you for your continued prayers for James and, uh, and his family as, we're, as we keep transitioning. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's a good season here at World Alive. God's doing some really, really wonderful things. I got a quick word I want to share with you, and I won't be uh, long-winded with it. But just before I do, I also want to introduce somebody to you maybe for the first time, some of you for uh, the many, many, many times that you hadn't seen in a while. That's our friend Jeremy Leslie. Jeremy, would you come up here with me real quick? This is Jeremy Leslie. And... <laughs> Jeremy's here. This is his wife, Bella, and their children here on the front row. Would y'all stand up? And this is, uh, this is their, their crew. Uh, Jeremy was, I guess, a decade ago now. Has it been that long? Yes, sir. A decade. Uh, boy, time goes by. Jeremy was here with us at Word Alive. He was actually leading worship at the time, and uh, then he's gone on to do a lot of other things in the last decade. But we we've been talking over the years, and felt like there would come a day where he would come back to Word Alive for a season, and uh, or maybe forever. We don't know how long that 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 season the Lord has planned for him. But God gave me a promise this year of Isaiah 49, 17. He says, get ready, your sons and daughters are coming home. And he said, I'm removing wasters and destroyers, and I'm sending you the builders. And they're your sons and daughters that are coming home to build with you in this season. And so Jer- Jeremy is one of our spiritual sons, and uh, we just believe God's sending him back. He's going to be back a part of our team in this season. He's going to be working with media and creative arts. Obviously, he'll do a bit of worship as well because that's what he's called to do. But we just wanted to welcome him and his family home today and uh, make them feel welcome. So you could give them one more hand this morning and welcome them. Uh, I'll let you say something in a minute. I'm sorry. I'm taking up, take, taking up, all, taking up all the time. Uh, but uh, I already had, Bev and I had some texts last night saying, at least let him do one song, right? And so, uh, so before, before we get on, we'll let him, do, let him do a song or ask him to do a song for us. Say whatever you want to say, and then I guess the band will come back. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, 
This wasn't practiced, Hello. by the way. Hello. So. All right. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> I'm so honored and, and blessed to be here. Uh, I, my life is uh, so enriched today to see all of your faces. And I want to introduce my wife, uh, the uh, unbelievably beautiful. Could you stand up, I mean, and let them see you? That's Bella. That's Bella. Look at that. <laughs> the Lord is good. And uh, some of my children, River, Jeremiah, and Zach, um, that's some of our children. Our quiver is full. Um, but I'm so honored to be here. I'm so honored for the fact that Kent has uh, been in my life uh, through ups and downs, some more downs and a couple more downs, and uh, on some ups. And he has been a constant in my life and, and has been giving encouragement and um, support and uh, been a true father in my life, and I, I can't be happy enough, and so I, I do whatever. I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to be with you guys. Love y'all. Do a song for us? We got some, you gonna do it by yourself, or? I don't know. All right. Is there anybody coming out to help us, or no? Oh, here we go. Sorry, I just asked him a while ago, so can you sing a song? So, I mean, it's not like we got pre preparation. Yeah, get, get him four or five mics there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's the president making an address to the, to the union. This is, uh, like a press conference up here or something. <laughs> And I can't be left behind. No one else will do. I will take hold of you. You are the source of life. And I can't be left. Behind, no one else will do. I will take hold of you. I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Where else can I go? There's no other name by which I am saved. Capture me with grace. I will follow you. I will follow you. is yours <laughs> for life and I need your hand in mine 
actually and after 12 years I can say this this world has nothing for me I will follow you this world has nothing for me I will follow you this world has nothing for me I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. Come on. I follow you. This world has nothing for me. Come on, would you say it? I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow. Come on, word alive, sing This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. Come on, sing it again.
I will follow you. Can we say that with me today? I will follow. Where you lead me, I'm going to follow you, Lord. I will follow. Yeah, yeah. I'm home in your presence, Lord. I will follow you. I will follow. Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. Oh, you can stay. I mean, don't go. Whatever you want to do. Sit down. There you go. I, I, won't, I won't stay long. I, was, I had a lot to say, but I don't say that much now. Last week, we, we talked about uh, some really powerful stuff, right? We talked about eating from the tree of I am not instead of the tree of I am we talked about that God's got a blueprint for our life and that God's got a design for us and Jesus is what God thinks about you and me. And we begin to step into a place of faith, I, be, I believe, or, or belief so that we can enter into this new season. And so I just want to stay with you just for a few more minutes today on that subject as, we're, as we continue by faith to enter into this next season. If I had to title a 10-minute talk to you, I would title it, Take Up Your Shield. Take Up Your Shield. This comes from Ephesians chapter 6, and it's probably a very familiar portion of Scripture. It says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. For you do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on your breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with peace, and above all, take the shield of faith. Somebody shout faith. faith. Take the shield of faith which you, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Take up the shield of faith whereby you will be able to quench all all the fiery darts of the enemy. When Paul the Apostle is addressing the church in Ephesus, he's bringing them back to some certain truths. Let's hit them really quick. He says you need to be acquainted with all the armor of God. Now, there, now, now there, it's easy to get off track right here if we don't pause. He's not saying there's a battle you've got to fight. 
He's saying there's a battle that's already been fought and already won. You just got to acquaint yourself with the victories that have already been accomplished in the finished work of Christ. You're not, let me just go ahead and say this. Your fight is not against the devil. The devil has already been defeated and his power has been taken away. The only thing that he has is deception. So if he can get you out of faith and to believe, not believing in the finished work of Christ due to your current circumstances or behavior, then he starts winning the battle against you. And so when you understand this, it gives you a little better understanding. When he says a belt of truth, what is the truth? That's your identity. That's the only truth you really need to know about God. It says you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. That when you realize truly who you are and who you belong to, that's the only truth you need to keep you in freedom. And so we talked about that last week, that who you are, you're not what you are, not what you do. Your behavior is, doesn't determine your identity. Your identity determines your behavior. And so once you realize you are not innately evil or bad on the inside, you are actually created in the image of God. God's not a baby daddy. He's not just spitting out babies. Everybody on the earth belongs to God. You just got to wake up and realize who's your daddy. Touch three people and say, I know who my daddy is now. Tell them, I know who my daddy is. That's your identity. Two and quickly... This, the second part, the breastplate of righteousness, that's your position. So your identity is your belt. Your position is the breastplate of righteousness. Your heart will not condemn you once you realize righteousness is a gift, not a reward. Righteousness is not a reward for good behavior. It's a gift from God that covers our hearts because I am already made righteous by the work of the cross and the finished work of Jesus. And then peace, shoes of peace, what's that? That's my posture. That's what I stand on every day. I'm at, I'm at peace with God. I'm at peace with one another. Peace is a weapon now for me because it says, the God of all peace shall shortly crush Satan under our feet. Amen. And so now when we realize the, the, the you know when it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? He's not trying to steal your money. He's not trying to steal your health. He's not trying to steal your children. He's not trying to steal your stuff. He's after one thing. If he can steal your identity, if he can steal your identity, then he can kill your purpose and destroy your destiny. He's only after one thing, and that's who you are. And so it says he shoots fiery darts what are those darts shot after? They're shot after my breastplate of righteousness, my shoes of peace, and my belt of truth. He's always trying to send fiery darts my way to get me out of faith in what Christ has already done for me. So hence, Paul says, now you got these essential elements. Above all, take the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Now, most pictures depict this wrong. They, it's a, they show you a little round metal shield, but that's not what this shield looked like. This shield looked like a door, and it was as tall as we are. And it wasn't made out of metal because metal's too heavy. This blew my mind this week when I read about this. Therios is the Greek word, a, a door-sized shield. It's made out of seven skins of an animal stretched on wood. Hang on a minute. Seven skins of an animal stretched out on wood. Does that speak of anything to you guys? 
That means there's seven sacrifices hung on a piece of Seven sacrifices hung on a piece of wood. This is what made this shield. It was made out of leather, and there were seven, normally it was seven skins hung, stretched out on a piece of wood that made the door size shield. Jesus shed his blood seven times on the cross. The perfect number of redemption so that every need that would ever come your way, he has already provided through the atoning work of the cross. All you got to do is lift up your shield of faith. Now, this is what gets even more exciting. Even lifting it up is not something you have to do. Because if you understand the Greek structure, when it says take up, it means receive up. And it's the same word all through Scripture where it says Elijah was received up to heaven. Jesus was received up to the Father. It's not something that you lift up. It's something you actually receive that's being lifted up for you. Come on, somebody. And it says what happens is when that shield of faith begins to come up and surround your life, there's many scriptures I could tell you right now. Psalm 3, 3, many of you say there's no help for you in God, but he is a shield all about you, right? No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He is a son and a shield. He told Abraham, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. That Psalm 5, I will surround you with a shield of favor. Every time you find shield in the Bible, you find it going along with the same word, help. Touch three people and say, God's about to help you. Tell them, God's about to help you. So it says, once you lift, in this interest, follow me real quick. Now, in, so here we go. Belt of truth, my identity. Breastplate of righteousness, my current position in Christ. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm in righteous places with Christ already. I'm not down here trying to fight from up there. I'm up there taking charge of what's going on down here. Right? I'm, a, I'm the above, not beneath. I'm the head, not the tail. This is where I currently am positioned with Christ. Right? And I've got the shoes of peace that position me or given me the posture in which I live my life. I live in constant peace. Which is my authority. How many of you know God ain't worried? God ain't in heaven going, oh, myself, what are we going to do about this, right? It says the same peace of God will cover your hearts and minds and keep you in Christ Jesus. But now it says when I, buy, when I begin to receive up the shield of faith, now comes the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. This is what got me in my studies this week. The helmet of salvation, these are the, that's your, the real battlefields here, isn't it? But it says, receive, the exact word says, the helmet of salvation, receive, and the spoken word of God, which is like a two-edged sword. That's not the written word. The spoken word of God which is like a two-edged sword. In other words, once the shield of faith begins to come up and around your life, what happens is the spoken word, the rhema word of God, the, the, what God is saying to you right now about your current situation becomes a two-edged sword and begins to be a weapon in your hand. Because when they would go into battle, because this was a leather shield, they would stick it in water and wet the shield so when they went into battle, when that fiery dart would come, hit the shield because it was soaking wet, washed in the water of the Word. Come on, somebody. Washed in the water of the Word, it would quench 
the fiery darts. Now, here's what really, really fired me up. So you, you follow me already? We got, the, we got the armor. Let me go over one more time. Belt of truth, my identity. Breastplate of righteousness, my current position in Christ. My feet shod with peace. That's my posture, which I stand. Knowing the wiles of the devil, he's going to try to destroy. He's trying to take this away from me. So if I receive up the shield of faith, now comes a helmet of salvation with it and a spoken word of God for my current situation that I'm in that becomes the weapon in which I stand against the enemy and see the will of God done in my life. But it says, this is what got me. Through, it says, in the Young's translation, through, verse 18, praying in the Spirit. That word through is dia, which means a means by which something comes into being. When I pray in the Spirit, this is why the enemy hates this, 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 this thing that God has given us, this gift. When I pray in the Spirit, it begins to bring about the shield of faith around up and around me, and it brings the helmet of salvation. Why? My, my, when I pray in the Spirit, my mind doesn't have to understand. Sometimes I'm so confused up here. I'm so full of fear up here. I'm so full of fear anxiety, with anxiety up here. If I prayed out of here, all I would pray would be fearful, anxious, depressing prayers. But thank God I got another place I pray from. It's up down in here. And when I pray from here, it begins to bring up a shield of faith, put on me a salvation, and give me a spoken word in due season to move out. Come on, somebody. And so this praying in the Spirit is, in this season, especially here at Word Alive, is going to be very much important for our lives. And may I just go ahead and go on record? Some of us need to just go ahead and unplug some roots from our denominationalism. Because if you're going to be planted in this house, we are a tongue-talking crew around here now. I'll be back over here in a minute. We're like Paul the Apostle. He's had to be from Alabama. He said, I pray in tongues more than y'all. <laughs> this is going to be a very important part of our culture in this season. We've got to embrace this thoroughly. If we're going to be a people of faith and we're going to be an apostolic sinner, then praying in, the, praying in the Spirit is just almost a staple element of our existence together. Because it's such a powerful tool that opens up all of what God has for us and builds up our shield of faith. You say, how do I know that? 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, when I pray in the Spirit, I'm not praying to God. I mean, I'm not praying to you. You don't even have to understand me. I'm praying to God. I'll never forget the Freedom March. I had the prominent Baptist pastor on this side, and I had Jacqueline Patio on this side. And we're walking, we're marching. You know it didn't take her long. After two runs of this little out of mine, she was and I had a whole row of my Baptist buddies over here, you know, and, and one of them was right close to me, and, and he looked at his other buddies, and he looked at him, and he said, oh, don't worry, she's not talking to you, she's talking to God. <laughs> huh? She ain't talking to you, she's talking to God. Because it says when we do that, that literally... 
our shield of faith, we receive it. We don't have to pick it up. It says when, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard against him. Jude 20 says, praying always in the Holy Spirit. What? Building up your most holy faith. There's something about praying in the Spirit that a lot of people have missed in that it is God's armor, God's weapon in your mouth, in your heart and mind that literally lifts your shield of faith puts on you the helmet of salvation and gives you a spoken word in due season. All of that comes through praying in the Spirit. If it's true, the Holy Spirit's water and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. When an arrow hits your shield, it's kalabasharabasarabasa. And the water of the word, come on somebody. Because how many of you know Romans 8, 26 says you don't even know what I, I probably 2% of the time actually know, why, know what to pray. I don't even know how to pray or what to pray about. But it says the Holy Spirit that's in me knows the entirety of the will of God, past, present, and future, and will pray through me the perfect will of God in every situation that I face. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you in this season at Word Alive, as we're moving into this next season of faith, part of our culture, you're going to have to get very acquainted with this, is praying in the Spirit. We've, we've not even jumped in yet to the singing in the Spirit. But I've been in services in the past where the whole congregation would start singing a brand new spiritual song. Come on, somebody. In the Spirit. And God is ready in this. You know what I told the Lord this morning? I said, Lord, I've seen all of what I can do done. I don't want to see any more of what I can do or what anybody. I've seen what men can do. I've seen what people do. In this season, I just want to see what you can do in our midst with all of us together. So I don't know if you've seen the movie 300. Have you seen that movie? Is it 300? Where, they, where all of a sudden this massive torrential armies against them and they pick up their individual shields then they lock their shields together with their brothers and sisters when you do that it's unpenetrable you cannot get through that God showed us early on that if we would create a mercy seat here at Word Alive and we would be like worshiping worshipers would be our spirit and with one one side we would be worshiping God welcoming his presence and with the other like the angels bent over we would be covering one another so that the Lord could be working in our lives can you imagine what God can do in a church full of people that on one side they're worshiping God and on the other side using their faith to cover one another so that the arrows of the enemy cannot penetrate what's going on in the midst of us my Bible says every fiery dart of the enemy shall be quenched in the name of Jesus. Jump up on your feet. Let's give God a praise in this house today. Woo! Come on. Now, you may not be comfortable with this, but you got to get acquainted and comfortable with it. So just reach over and grab somebody's hand, one person's hand. Don't, not both persons. Go, go lift a shield with the other hand. So you only have one hand and one hand free, one hand together. So you got to, okay. So we're going to lift up the shield and hold on to our neighbor. 
Now, I don't know what my neighbor needs, but the Spirit of God does. Knows exactly what they need right now in this moment of their life. And so we're just going to take about two or three minutes, intentional minutes, and we're going to pray in the Spirit. Now, I'll have to, I, this, this comes from the, my theology joined with Dr. Patio's. She didn't like weak tongues. She'd get you on the shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. She'd come after you on that. She don't like that. She felt like if you're going to pray in tongues, you're going to pray in bold tongues. Put your shield down just one minute. This is important. This is very important. I was in a prayer line with Pastor Benny one time. He was praying for people, and I mean, people were getting healed. Demons were coming out of people. People were getting touched by the Holy Spirit. It was powerful. And here's the way he was doing it. He was saying, the power of the Holy Ghost goes through you. He just snapped it. He didn't touch it. The power of the Holy Ghost goes through you. The power of the Holy Ghost goes through you. And man, every time he'd do that and say the power of the Holy Ghost, bam! I mean, the Lord would just... He looked at me and said, I want to teach you something. Just stop the whole thing. So I want to teach you something. I said, all right. He said, watch this. He walked to the next person. He said, Lord, please touch this person. Nothing happened. I said, what's the lesson? He said, the Holy Spirit's never released through timidity. Only boldness. He said, in Acts 4, it says, when they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke the word of God with boldness. God is not giving you the spirit of timidity. But power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, don't stop there. Stir up the gift of God that's in you that came from the laying on the hands. All right, get your shield back up. All right, you ready? We're just about to go for it. Now, for those of you that are theologians and doing my theologian report card, this ain't the kind of tongues that are supposed to be interpreted. That's another kind of tongue for another different day we'll talk about. This tongue is when we're talking to God out of our hearts and building up our most holy shield of faith around ourselves and each other. So in the name of Jesus, come on, let's build up our shields. Come on, come on, let me hear. Shay, 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 Shay,
be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Father, I thank you for a shield of faith coming up and around your people, quenching every fiery dart that the enemy has tried to shoot at us in this season. And I thank you now they are being quenched and our faith is coming alive. Our helmet of salvation is coming into place. And now a spoken word from God is filling our hearts. So, Father, we thank you that even now, I feel this by the Holy Spirit, even now, a scripture or a word is coming up in your heart. Just close your eyes for just 30 seconds. A scripture or a vision or a word is rising up in your heart right now, dealing with a current situation you're facing. This is that spoken word, that rhema word. It's a promise. It may be an assurity of your loved one. It may be that you're going to get that job. Or, or it may be a scripture concerning protection or something with your health or finances or marriage. But right now, a word of the Holy Spirit, a spoken word from God will begin to rise in your heart. And that will be which you stand upon in this season as you move into this supernatural place of faith entering into your inheritance and to your destiny in Jesus' name. So, Father God, I thank you right now for what you're doing in our midst. I thank you today that the breastplate of righteousness is on us, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, and now we've allowed the Holy Spirit to lift up a shield of faith around us that is able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy, and our now thoughts are being filled with God thoughts, the spoken word of God is coming alive in our heart and you're moving us now into this new season. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I feel the faith of the Holy Spirit alive in our hearts today. So, Lord, we receive it. We take up our shields and we enter this next season you have for us by faith. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement, shout it, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord one more hand of praise here today. Woo! Be blessed. I love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.